nurse's station. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the 10th floor. It's me, Matt. Hi, everybody. It's Kat. And uh, you got on the elevator. Now you got off. You're on the 10th floor. You look off to the left and you see Finn and Elizabeth talking about Peter some more. Uh, Eventually, they're going to decide what they want to do to it. And if you swing over to the right, you take a look at the nurse's station and you see, my goodness, is that Dr. Liesl Obrecht in the hospital? What is she doing here? Hey, everybody, we got Kathleen Gaddy here. (laughs) Hi, guys. What? I should say hello. Good morning. How is everyone today? Are you good? Lisa <laughs> O'Brien is in the house. <laughs> oh man! Yes, Lisa O'Brien in the house. Uh, Kathleen Gaddy, so kind, so generous, granting her us all of this time this morning to just. Oh, I am honored to be here. here. Oh, well, thank, thank you so Matt much. And Kat. Kat and Matt. I love that. Cat and Matt. <laughs> I think it's so great. Mom and son. I was so close to my mom. She was like my best buddy. And we did everything together. And, you, you know, Matt, you said you you followed your mom's passion for, for soap operas and General Hospital and all my children. Well, my mother was an opera singer. My father was a symphony conductor. And I, I followed their passion, too. I grew up with that. And, you know, whatever you grew up with, you really, that impacts your life. Was, and how yeah. here I am <laughs> singing and dancing and acting and making a fool of myself <laughs> no which we love i mean goodness gracious everything that you bring to the screen as um as as lisa obrecht is always amongst my favorite portions of the week thank you every single time every time it's, it's, um it's golden i've been watching you for the nine years and you know what's interesting kathleen is the changes in lisa yes over the nine years oh, is great it's huge it's huge. And, you know, I get these scripts and started out this nasty, snarly head of the psych department in Switzerland and doing dastardly things and kidnapping people. And it's so great because over the years, the scripts that I get, I open them up and they're always, to me, it's like Christmas. It's like, oh, it's a surprise. I don't know what's in there. And they have, you know, watching the character evolve on the outside, you know, looking in, it's like, oh, this is so great. I get to show warmth. Oh, I get to show fear. I get to show anger. You know, there's just so many colors, humor, you know, yeah. I get to sing, I get to dance. So I've, I've been so grateful for this role that has, with because it's every actor's dream to show every emotion. That's what yeah. we do, we, we emote for a living. So when you're allowed to play more than just one color, you know, many shows, many characters like, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, 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 no. You know, it's like very one dimensional mm-hmm. and Obrecht gets to be 20 dimensions. I mean, just so great. Yeah, so it's, I, it's gotta be a gift, really. Um, it is. Because, you know, some, some some of the other characters on, on General Hospital, no hate involved at all ever on the 10th right. Floor podcast, at least, um, do <laughs> kind of follow, them, follow the same tra- the trails, the same roads, the same path. They find themselves right. in the same drama again right. and again and again. But Obrecht has this ability to deliver Wiley in the woods from some crazy criminal who's <laughs> trying to run away from Michael all the way to- Spread those beach. tiny, was it spread those scrawny legs and bush? <laughs> yes. But all the way to growing into it. a new and warm and close mother figure for Brit. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I always it's so funny because when I was younger, I was and starting in my career, I thought, you know, my dream role is to play uh Mrs. Walton. Mm-hmm you know, Michael Learn's role. And I thought, mm-hmm. this is warm and kind and how beautiful to show that. I, I think it's so important, the roles that we play, you know, on television, we're very, or in the media, but especially TV, because so many more, so many more people watch television, maybe than go to the movies. And it's such an important medium that what we do influences people. So I thought, oh, it'd be so nice to portray warmth and kindness and love. And then I started getting 
all kinds of roles of nasty and evil. And it was like, oh, these are kind of fun. So yeah. now <laughs> that I get to do all of it, it's really nice. And and especially the relationship with Brit has evolved. Because remember the first time I met her, I gave her a big slap in the park. That was oh, you, <laughs> were awful to, you were awful to your daughter. I was like, oh, oh my no. gosh, treat Britta better. It <laughs> broke my heart because again, I'm I'm a person and I'm a human, and I'm you know now I have to portray this nasty woman. And and I was really grateful the writers took me you know took the character to a place that was a little kinder. She's never going to change. I mean, she no. is still nasty, snarly. Yes. Obrecht with all her complicated past and who knows what and everything that she is. What but, else? What? I, <laughs> but you know, the fact that there is this ability to have some warmth. I, I think because she lost Nathan, who was her everything, mm -hmm. her son, mm -hmm. and I think she realized that Britta, especially now that uh, Brit, Britta, I'm sorry, I called her Britta. You can call her Brit, but <laughs> not Obrecht, I'll say Britta. But um, you know that that uh, now that especially, I mean, not just because she's ill. But the fact that, you know, she lost her son, so she has a daughter and she has no one yeah. that she has this relationship with. Yes, there's a new relationship with Scotty and hopefully that'll grow. But that sense of family and the true, genuine warmth and the fact that the writers are allowing that to grow. I'm just so grateful because and, and now finding out that she's ill, possibly terminally ill and who knows how mm -hmm. long, she, you know, just heightens the value of her. And I'm grateful that they allow me to to give that emotion and warmth. Of course, there's always that. And it's kind of fun because some of these scripts are like, we zing each other. And it's like, oh, yeah. I, zing, I zing you. No, I zing you well. Oh, you know, <laughs> so it's fun. I like that they, they really yeah. play as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's well, all the writing. I mean, yes, we have to make it alive and pop it off the page. But if it's not on the page, it's very hard to play. So I'm grateful to the writers. Yeah, well, they seem to be giving um, a lot of attention to the, the details of Obrecht and giving you a lot to play with in that. Um, it, it's just a joy. And I really am, uh, me personally, I'm so excited to see what might come up between Obrecht and Scotty Baldwin. Um, it's something that I never even considered, <laughs> but as soon as you two were on screen together, and it was just a little knife, um, like- A snack. Just, just, just so good. Just so, 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 so entertaining. Awesome. And, and we said on the podcast, um, it's, it's so fun to watch characters who have um, you know, adult children or even grandchildren at this point find themselves in what could potentially be their next super couple. Uh. <laughs> you know, I, I read some of the, you know, the social media stuff. And it's like, oh, I'm so honored. But you know what? I'm grateful. <laughs> Listen, sex, love, warmth. It's not just for 20 year olds. No. You know, when you're 20, you're making stupid mistakes because your hormones are going, ah, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to boink. I want to boink. It's a whole <laughs> energy you know when you're in your 30s and your 40s you start maturing but in your 50s and 60s you go ah i know what's valuable i know what love is i understand what i you know it's so much more important and because there are people that are older watching the show and in life and in reality everyone deserves love and you know how it's like this whole movement you know black lives matter and asian lives and every every life matters and those are so true but you know what senior lives matter and and the fact and and you know all these movements they want to be reflected we're not you know i i want to see myself on the screen yes and i feel the same way it's true but senior people need to be reflected that they have love that they have sex that they have intimacy or whatever you know we don't need to see all the details all that stuff it's not a porn film we need to know that they have love they're intimate they're caring and they have needs and 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 i and 
I, I mean, I met my husband 14 years ago on Match.com, you know, because we're, we're older, but we've, mm -hmm. we've made mistakes. We know yeah. what we, you know, don't want. We know what we do want. And because we were older and we met, I think it was, it's a more solid foundation. So I, th I think it's great that I get to, you know, we get to represent older people having a relationship, having love. And it's really sweet on social media. People say, I, you're, you're encouraging me to, you know, not to give up finding love. And I'm like, hell no. Yeah, you know, until we croak till we're 100 years old, or God willing, as long as we're all allowed to live, go for it. Love is number one. My ex and I, uh, I was with someone for nine years before I met my husband. And, and uh, one day I remember he was, he said to me, you know, he was a filmmaker and I was filmmaking, very busy working, working, working. And, and he said to me, you know what's wrong with you? You know what's wrong with you? And I was like, what? And he said, the most important thing to you is love. That's what's the most important thing to you. And I was ready to get all defensive and like fight back. And, and I went, you're right. You're right. The most important thing to me is love. Because I think when you have a sense of love, whether it comes from a friend, a parent, a sibling, whatever, a lover, it doesn't matter. Wherever you get love, you feel strong, you feel valued and, and, and work. I always say you can live in a garbage dump. If you have love and work, you know, or money, whatever, you know, something to, to live, you can live anywhere. It doesn't matter. So anyway, that's my thing. So I, I remember I was very strongly accused that the most important thing to me is love and and the fact that i get to portray that yes with, you know in this character lisa lobrecht is not i mean love is for her everything but she's also a little more complex and conniving and you know, it's a lot more going on there don't mess but, with her she'll tie you to a bed <laughs> oh that was, those were tough scenes to film Wow, and, and such a good actor, you know, he was like, and he had the makeup was great. And he was mm -hmm. acting. He's just like, I felt like I had done all this to him, this torture, <laughs> tied him up and do, you know, and what, what I had to like beat him. But you know what, I'm glad that he turned out to be, Peter turned out to be a major scumbag and did some terrible things because I always felt bad. It's like, how is the audience going to justify all these terrible things that I'm doing that Obrecht is doing? So when it turned out that he actually... <laughs> was a scumbag it was okay but at the time it was very hard to do boy all those things and then lighting the the, the, the fire oh, the fire and it was that, that was <laughs> scenes. oh my god we had so much fun but it was very intense very intense yeah yeah, yeah. I, oh i've told gosh. this a few interviews so whoever's listening i'm sorry if i've said this a million times most of this i've said a million times but the hardest thing i mean i beat him with a bat I remember baseball bat, mm -hmm. and I threw a boss at him, and I tied him up. I mean, just uh, snakes, I mean, rattlesnakes, you name it, everything. It became very misery-like. It very much, very yeah. much. Yeah, it did. But when I ate in front of him, I tell you, because I'm Eastern European, Hungarian, I mean, you food, it's like you feed people, you don't starve people. So, you know, if you show up at my house, I'll, I'll have enough food for 20 people if two people come over. Yeah. And then <laughs> I brought up. So, you know, here I am having to eat something like, and he's like yeah and, and he's like oh the makeup's good and he's like oh and I just start I, I almost cried I, anyway as soon as they said cut he got the sandwich and the fries i just had to bite it was yeah. all but and that kind of assuaged my poor sensibilities of oh my god what have i done <laughs> we had it that was those were great scenes that was some hard yeah. they were they were super fun to watch i'll tell you that you know what shocked me I was tormented by how hard, you know, these, these were like dark, dark scenes yeah. and fans ate it up. 
like, oh my God, that's great. I'm like, what kind of people are watching the show? These, everyone's evil, but you know, we all- Yeah, uh, <laughs> my, my mom up here is not happy unless somebody gets slapped once a week. You know, but it's so funny how we live vicariously yeah. through our favorite shows and characters on television doing things that we would like to do. And yeah. and it's so funny because people have said to me, <laughs> how do you justify, how does Obrecht or how do you justify doing these things like killing people or, you know, I've shot some people, oops, like, you know, Nurse Weber, <laughs> how is he wing? Another one of my favorite lines. Remember, she was, I don't know if you guys remember, you know, I shot I shot her by mistake when I had kidnapped her or something, held her hostage, Nurse Weber. And and then several months later, the nurses ball were there for rehearsal and she's there and I go, Nurse Weber, how is Z-Wing? <laughs> I, I mean, I could barely keep a straight face. You know, so it's like, but people ask me, how do you justify doing these things? And I go, you know, in each of us, we all have these dark sides. Unfortunately, some of them come to the surface almost too much especially this past year it's kind of hard to watch on the news but you know we all have a dark side but you know it's like you see a spider you killed that piece of <laughs> so it's like when you it's like instead of a spider you see it on a person so you know you kind of those ways to justify that or how, how to make that work because i fortunately and i hope i never ever you know do any hurt to anyone but but uh well, you yeah, get to work it out uh, on, on camera. You know, any of those dark impulses that exist within you in your real life, you can purge as Liesl Obrecht. Yes. <laughs> oh, I've done a lot of purging through Obrecht. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, um, I, I'm a more recent, um, I've more recently joined a, uh, a steady watch of General Hospital. I watched off and on summertime, this, that, and the other thing when I was growing up. I'd catch up, have a conversation. Well, what's Carly up to 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 mom. Right. Um, but a couple of years ago, I started really watching closely General Hospital and we would watch the show and it would take us an hour and a half, two hours to get through one episode because we pause it every five minutes and, and discuss. This, oh, my husband and I do that too. We'll watch the show. We'll stop. It's like, so what do you think about that? Really? I mean, do you like what they, you know, and then we, before we know what's going to happen next, we, yeah. have, we do that too. It's very important. This is good. This is yeah. Great. Yeah. So we were doing that. And ultimately one time we, we paused it and we were talking, we had another 15 minute long conversation about Obrecht in the woods or something like that. And we're like, why don't we just podcast? <laughs> podcast i think it's great i think it's great yeah yeah and, and, so, Kathleen, and so, there's a couple of things that we all have in common um well for one thing my name is Catherine. i'm not kathleen but we know they're close our birthdays are only three days apart mine's august 10th yours is the 13th oh right happy soon to be birthday <laughs> yeah happy birthday soon and matthew and you have a lot in common as well because he is a man with a lot of impersonations Ah, yes, and that's part of our podcast. And that became when we were when you guys didn't have new episodes, <clears throat> we had to kind of improvise and we didn't want to go off and not do the podcast anymore. And so that's when um, kind of the flavor of our podcast really emerged. And so Matt, do a little Obrit and follow it up with Sonny, okay? Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my goody, God. goody, goody. I don't know if I can exactly do the Obrit as well as this woman sitting in front of me, but I can try. Uh, <laughs> that's great that's great <laughs> and, uh, you know i mean sunny is very easy all you gotta do is just kind of touch your forehead a little bit and stumble this is, this is all you gotta do um but no i just i just have a good time sitting here and just that's just uh, oh, and, oh, oh, oh well you gotta do her boyfriend do her boyfriend oh, some scotty baldwin see now now she's just putting me on display like when i was five <laughs> No, I, no. I was do the that. thing, Matt. Do the thing. I, <laughs> I, I know, right? Do Scotty. Do Scotty. <laughs> Scotty. Scotty Baldwin. What, he, he can't be dead. I mean, that was only a little knife, right? Just a little one. 
<laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> no, but basically, night, we have a good time. <laughs> yeah, we the do. night before I, I work, every time the night before I film, I study for however many days I have for the material. But the night before, right uh, before I actually go into film, my husband runs the lines with me, Michael. And, you know, I'll be working. It'll be Britta and Scott and whoever. And, and, the, and then he'll, he'll be the lines. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't know who is talking. So if it's Britta, can you please help me? Okay. So then he'll talk like, then he talks like, <laughs> just what you did make it so funny because that's what he does for him. It's like, thank you. That really helps me. So now I know who I'm talking to. It's, it really helps in rehearsal. <laughs> oh, man. So the nurse's ball. I want to talk to you about the nurse's ball. Okay. My favorite thing, yes. Because I absolutely love the nurse's ball. It is simultaneously the best and worst thing on television every single year. And I absolutely can't, I can't get enough of it. And a big part of when um, GH was off for the COVID break, um, we were watching a lot of YouTube clips, just giving ourselves content, old things, old things, old things. And we covered um, uh, a couple of nurse's balls, right. including Vilkomen. <gasps> Oh, by Obrecht and just my it being favorite. probably one of my favorite things that's come out of the nurse's ball in the last couple of years. Um, you no, know, that was such an incredible production. I mean, the sets, the costumes, the music. I mean, we had, I did cabaret, the Willkommen mm. from cabaret. Yes. I had eight Broadway dancers. I mean, how could I not look great with all this, you know, production value and the dancers and yes. stuff. And, and I got to bring myself to it. Basically, I mean, Oprah just like, nah, nah, nah. but mm -hmm. Kathleen, when yeah. she was, I mean, all I wanted to do was be a dancer. And I did music, I, I ballet for 15 years and then I studied singing and then dance, you know, musical theater and and, and film and, you know, all the other stuff. But initially my beginnings were dance and mm -hmm. ballet and singing. And here I am. So I brought the three-year-old to the set, you know, three-year-old Kathleen. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, I'm just so happy. And so it wasn't a stretch and I got to dance and sing. And I'm like, you know, dancing, act in front of 4 million people. It was yeah. a good day. It yeah. was the happiest four minutes of my performing career to date, you know, because I got to do it all within four minutes. So it was it was a big deal on stage because I've done tons of theater, but we were on stage in front of an audience there in front of, you know, three, four million people watching. So it was it was a big deal. And it was it was truly the highlight, one of the major highlights, you know, for my that, That's great. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you loved it as much as I loved watching it. Tremendous. So, it, it translated. I, I would well, love to see Scotty and O'Brett do uh, a, a duo this year. Don't go breaking my heart. <laughs> I couldn't oh, if funny. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was I didn't do last year, but what two years ago we did that thing with uh, uh, Roger with Franco. Yeah. You know, the, uh, did you guys see that guilty? Yes. That was so much fun. We had the mic, <laughs> and then, you know, that was great. And he this sort of discoy thing, which I love. I'm all seventies disco, so that was that was really cool to do mm -hmm. that. And then we did the '99 Red Balloons. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, a lot of really good stuff from Obrecht in the. Um... I, I've been really fortunate. I'm, you know, just a great love of year. Say, do I get to do any? No, not this year. Okay, fine. This year? No, you know, but I can't let you not... this year. They better let you this year. Come on, you yeah, I don't. I don't have to I really love that uh, when the nurses ball comes on. There's two two of you that I really want to be included, and it's you, Kathleen, and Maura West. Maura West on oh. nurses ball is awesome as well. Yes, thank you, but I'm. <laughs> company she's amazing she's an amazing actress lovely human being so talented and yeah she's fun that was she did what she did a number i forget what was it all of me or what's up i forget you don't own me 
You don't owe me. You don't owe <laughs> me. <laughs> Trampy. Oh my God, she was so good. No, yeah, I, mean, I, I think to me on the show, she is my idol. I mean, I she's oh. just brilliant. I, th I think she's the top actress there. I just I, both yeah. of you need to just, just just shove Carly off the parapet at the at the Corinthos Manor and <laughs> wherever <laughs> the Casadine Estate <laughs> and just take over Port Charles. You guys just get in the center of all the drama. That's that. that let's, well, let's do that. Well, it, it could happen, you know, because uh, Elisa even knows the tunnels underneath the. Well, there we go. The island. We didn't, didn't <laughs> spend some time under those tunnels between Faison and Duke. You know, we spent some time tied up there and tying people up. So yeah. <laughs> Love those tunnels. Oh, yeah. Well, I will say that anytime there's another character that's associated with Obrecht that gets involved in something like Spencer's back and he's trying to 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 um, parent trap Britta and Nicholas together. And I'm just always waiting for the moments where Obrecht gets involved and has to turn somebody's ear and give them the truth in <laughs> only the way that Obrecht can. I opened a script like, okay, who am I doing damage to today? You know? All right. Who, who am I just eviscerating emotionally today? Okay, great. Oh, and then I get to do a fun little scene at the end with Scotty Baldwin. Wonderful. That's right. That's right. I live for those moments. I mean, it's, it's so much fun to work with him, but yeah, I just got my first script. I'm going back to work next week and oh, great. it's been dark for a few weeks and I got my first script and I'm like, Aha, uh -huh. okay. That's actually nice. It's not too mean. All right. Okay. Okay. Excellent. 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 I mean, over the last nine years, we found Obrecht Finder Heart. You know, I mean, she came off as a little loose cannon attached to Faison, I think it was. Oh, gosh. Her, oh, Faison. You know, you were calling the wrong person Scarecrow. He was your Scarecrow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I used to yell at you on the screen. He's talking terrible. He's talking down to you. He's dismissing you. Get rid of him. Oh my gosh, you're smart. You're better than this. Oh, uh, I'm was, so glad you go got over him finally. You know Again, like I said, because it's so important that we represent people, you know, life. And it was hard to see that. But, you know, so many of us and of people out there are in these situations where they're in a a bad relationship, a dysfunctional relationship. They're they're accepting behavior that is not acceptable. They're putting up with things, and it was really hard for me to represent this character taking on these things, especially a very strong woman mm -hmm. who's this meek little mouse with this guy, you know guy. But but I, I mean I people are like how could you have done that? But I I have to say and I put this out there back to everybody. It's like we were all young once. Um, or there's still whoever's watching or listening, listening, you know, it's like we've made mistakes. We make mistakes. Um, you fall again, your hormones in your twenties, you fall in love with an idea. Your hormones are raging. I mean, there's so many things that we fall into bad habits, bad relationships, not always, but many of us have and do. Um, so when I was able to let him go, when Obert was able to, I, I was living for that moment because I thought I am representing women out there, people, it doesn't matter, anyone who's in a, in a dysfunctional relationship, getting abused in an improper way, getting disrespected um, emotionally, physically, whatever it is. And when I was finally at, that, that, at the dock, do you guys remember this scene where he, Faison takes off in the boat with Britta? Mm-hmm often and that at that moment i'm basically kissing him off and i yeah. thought please writers please don't bring him back in my life because this is important for the audience yes. i don't have to say what the writers do and i don't even right. want to because they, this is their job this is what they're trained for my job is to bring the material to life right. 
but to justify it for myself. But when I got to do that in my heart, I was like, this is goodbye. This is her strong point. You know, you've come this far, no more, no more, you know, mm -hmm. the hurt, the pain, the anger, the, the bad, inappropriate behavior, disrespect once and for all Obrecht is done. And I was so grateful for that moment. And I'm to this day grateful that she has never gone back to that. You know, I there was- I cheered on the docks with you. Yeah. Right, that, that yeah. moment. I mean, there was, I think afterwards when Faison came back and we were in the, the barn, I think together and tied me up and all this stuff. And it was like, we had big fights and all that stuff, but mm -hmm. never backed down from that place. Yeah. And I was so grateful. And I, and I kept it in my heart too. It's like, I'm not backing down no matter what it says in the script inside. <laughs> the words might say this, but I am not but backing I'm gonna down. I'm going to play it the way I know it should be. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But again, the writers, it's, it's, it's kind of fun. You know, it's like the, I would say connect the dots, you know, it's like mm -hmm. you get an, an, a, a script, it's like a puzzle. You, you take the pieces and then you bring your personal thoughts to it and you connect mm -hmm. it all and, and, and bring it to life and then see what the other actor gives you too and then work it with them. So it's a very interesting process. Yeah. It's kind of a, I, I really, I really appreciate this, this, uh, this, this very heartfelt perspective that you're bringing into the melodrama that is a soap opera, um, because uh, soaps are such a long form storytelling, like the longest form storytelling that you can get on TV. You have five days a week, fifty two weeks a year. There's just so much time to tell these long, detailed stories. Oh yeah, two hundred fifty days a year of yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry, right. Um, and, and I, I feel as though that there, there are certain fans out there that see this more as a documentary about these people's lives and less a artistic representation of drama and growth and change and political mindedness and, and things like that. And so I just, I just loved hearing your perspective on what you bring as an actor into the role of Obrecht in a melodramatic environment that is this long form storytelling of soap operas. And it was, it was I loved hearing that. So thank you. No, you're welcome. I mean, my my thing is that it doesn't matter if you if you got one line on a show or a hundred lines or if it's a soap opera or a commercial or industrial. It doesn't matter. I mean, you bring the story, and also it it also depends how much time you have to prepare. Yeah. That has a lot to do with it. But because we don't always have much time, so and I some of these people I don't work. I'm I'm recurring. I'm not. I don't do 250 episodes a year. I'll do 50 or 80 some right. somewhere in there. So I don't have the same quantity of material that they have to like just get it in, get it out. Mm -hmm. so, but but where I come from, and that's why this is probably a harder medium for me to do it because I'm theater trained. Yeah. We have four to six weeks to to prepare something. So you eat it, you chew it up, you spit it yeah. out, you think about it. If it's film or television, you have weeks and weeks to prepare. But in soap, you have a couple of days if you're lucky. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but I still have that training is in me, that preparation, and that's the only way I know how to work. So yeah. I've had to try to speed that up. But I also want each moment is so valuable because, you know, yeah. the writers are just saying, give me an apple. Okay, what are they saying? Why, you know, it's like everything yeah. has a reason. Yeah. It's not just a superfluous. I think that General Hospital does a very good job of planting the seeds of future storylines pretty early on in the previous things that are happening. So yes, everything that you're doing contributes to the show later on down the line in some capacity. Even yes. if it's just the lunchtime at the Metro Court catching up another character on what's been going on in your life, all of that's important too for the audience to remember the details that the writers want you to know about what's going on. Right. But sometimes they'll start a story and they'll drop it. Well... Mm -hmm. 
for whatever reason. I mean, it's like I, you know, the whole thing with me and Jax was like, ooh, Jax, and then boom, dropped. And people are like on social media, what happened? What happened? I'm like, I don't know. Just, you know, follow the story. I have no idea. <laughs> or something? Nothing. There are starts and stops in life, too. But Kat, I, I was on All My Children, 8990, for a couple months with Maurice. It was a story called um, uh, the Mrs. USA Homemade Contest. I don't know if you remember that. It was Cecily. I watched and, an episode of it yesterday, Kathleen. Oh, you did? Okay. I watched an episode of it yesterday. You were on screen with Maurice and Michael E. Knight. And Michael Knight and, yes. and Katie McLean and Rosie. Yes. And, and they were you were in a hotel room and the girls were in one bed and the boys were in the other. That was the episode I watched yesterday. It was so cute. I mean, we worked for a couple of months together, had a great time. Um, but I don't but back then, thankfully we don't do it as much today, but I'm telling you, in one sentence, you said the other character's name 20 times. So John, you know, I think John, I think John, I really want to have a cup of coffee, John. Do you want some coffee, John? Because I'm gonna have some. So John, what do you think we should do after lunch, John? I mean I was like pulling my hairs. I'm like, are you kidding? But you couldn't change it. I mean, I wouldn't do that today either. But, you know, you just didn't change it. But they were doing it for the audience. So they knew, like you said, out of the story, if somebody just tuned in, it's like, oh, that must be John. <laughs> it's yes. like, yeah. what do you think? You know, so that's kind of, but I don't know if you remember that. I, they don't do that as much today. I mean, I, I'll. Well, now it. that you mentioned that, I do notice that I think about it from yesterday. They said Cecily, oh, about right. 15 a couple of times too <laughs> i know i always thought that was the funniest thing i like, cecily so what do you think cecily you want to come here cecily <laughs> we keeping you awake cecily you've got back on your eyes cecily was like oh my <laughs> so was, oh. well it was fun to look at you as a as a blonde i am blonde uh, actually i've been blonde since i was a kid but about 12 years ago i went to europe to do a feature film i had long blonde hair Oh, I can't say it, but anyway, long yeah. blonde hair. And um, they said, okay, the only thing is we need you to cut it short and dye it. We'll have to dye it dark. I'm like, what? I'm like, Samson, you can't cut my hair. It's my strength. <laughs> and my husband's like, ah, it'll grow back. He said, besides, it'll be like, I'll have a new woman. And, you know, this way I don't have to cheat on you. I'll have a new woman. <laughs> 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 That's what boys do. Men. <laughs> and, and since then, I mean, I, and I came back to LA and I worked on, I was on 24 at the time and I, with the blonde hair. Anyway, so they made me a wig. So if I needed to go back on any of the shows, I, I'd have matching to my other I've never, I mean, I've done a few blonde things here and there, like on the show, just to be, is that all there is? Is that all there is? Remember in the bar? Yeah. <laughs> kind of poisoned Anna and I poisoned Duke instead and in the blonde wig. <laughs> karaoke. Oh, break but, your wigs. But basically, but I've been working as Burnett since most of the stuff I do, it's been, so we just left it like that. Yeah. So, well, yeah, see, here I, I am a blonde and I'm not really a blonde. I'm a brunette. Aha! Well, <laughs> you have it, and you look fabulous. <laughs> You're fabulous. Oh, you. oh man, oh, such a good time. You know, okay, so uh, in addition to General Hospital, of course, you've done other things. Yes. Lots of other things. You yes. have lots of experience. And, you know, um, I was watching, um, it was, it's a superhero show called Arrow. Yes, Arrow. And I just, I just happened across it. I was watching, you know, Netflix, whatever, spending time. And here we, here we have Kathleen Gaddy on there, maid, guess, uh, housekeeper. But what really stood out to me is that they use your character randomly to just be like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, I know you don't have your money anymore, but I know you're the superhero the whole time. <laughs> and I don't know what it is about that moment, but I loved it. And I appreciated <laughs> yeah. that they gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, it, the, oh, that was a 
that that's such a loaded thing. I loved that show, and and there was had so much promise to that. Yeah. It was just supposed to be a little guest star thing, and as the housekeeper, actually, it's supposed to be the the mistress of the house. Uh -huh. I was supposed to be like thing, and then then they were like, "Oh, let's give her some more." And then then it was you know to I speak Russian, and and I'm I was supposed to be the one who taught him Russian, you know. Oh. Eric Steve Nommel's character and and there was just so much story built up but the woman I'm sorry his mother <clears throat> excuse me Susan the woman who played his mother yeah Susan was Thompson, I think. the mistress of the house so they it couldn't really have that right so they kind of dumbed down my character to basically the housekeeper here's some coffee mm -hmm. you know have a cup of coffee and off you go yeah and then later then they brought me back a few years later as mm -hmm kind of a nanny to the to the kid and listen i appreciate having worked on the show but i got so much social media from you know people saying why isn't that more story i'm like yeah i was hoping there would be more i you know i'm just the actor i just mm -hmm. show up if they call me and i don't show up they don't and yeah if it's one line if it's a hundred lines i do what i'm given and i say thank you i got a job yeah. but but i was really hoping for more than that because it was such a she had the mastermind with him yeah they were connected there was just so much potential but listen i'm an older woman it's a hot sexy young show it's action and you know all kinds of stuff and i don't that's not what this age represents what I am and that's fine you know but I, I always think of Judy Dench to me as my hero uh -huh. or one of my heroes you know it's like come on she's an older woman she's a fabulous actress and, and she's M M16 you know yes on, on yeah. so you don't have to have action and sexy bodies and be 20 no. to be an important valuable character no no so much, not at all. I mean a man can be any shape any size any age it doesn't matter and he's valuable and he's influential and he's important in all these you know in any dynamic of you know action shows but mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that that's a limitation they I think that show put that limitation and said nah she's not sexy for this kind of thing you know that energy so I, I think that's what it was it wasn't dynamic mm -hmm. Because I watch the show and I'm going, duh. You know, yeah. of course we want, the, you know, same thing on 24. I worked on 24 uh -huh. as the first lady of, of, of Russia. And we, you know, we did some great scenes with Jean Smart. She just, I don't know if you guys have watched her and have her. She's an amazing actress, beautiful yeah. human being, and just awesome. And we had some wonderful scenes and they gave me the footage, but they were like, uh, they couldn't use it because we were like talking about the Russia and being, selling flowers and horses and, you know, nice things. Meanwhile, you watch that show, it's like boom, 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 boom. Right. boom 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 you know you're ready things are exploding and boom boom so that kind of stuff it was very dynamic and i think again it isn't about who i am so i'm not taking it personally yeah it's about the material and the type of show mm -hmm. and what they're selling to the audience tempo rhythm sex mm -hmm. fast hot and it's always very easy for um anybody after the fact too to look at back at the run of a series or something and say oh well here's room where there's a gap then this is because could it be better if but you really can't I know that until it's done right well i mean that's why they have people you know the editors the mm -hmm. music department i mean every, there's different the writing i mean there's all these different departments the producers the, the they do marketing you know they'll they'll show it to an audience to test mm -hmm. you know market research and try it out so i mean there's so many it, it takes a village it doesn't yeah. take it, it takes a universe to do a production yeah but at I, least I, through I, all oh i'm sorry no, no go ahead but at least through all of that, though, they did um, give you as an actor and also the character that they attempted to try to create on this series, at least something significant when I think it was your last episode and and Emil was leaving the house and you weren't going to be a part of it anymore. But they, they gave you that moment and that quiet, intimate conversation with him where you were like, listen, I know I've been paying attention. I, I've been more in on this than you realize. So 
I don't know. I don't know if I'm trying to make you feel better about it or not. Yeah, but. Thank you. I that. <laughs> and you know, what? I take those moments and I try to give them the fullest value I can when I'm, you know, whatever for whatever it is, because you don't know what the future holds. You don't know if it's done. And then I came back years later. I don't know if you watched the whole series. Oh, where, you know, I, some I, things get hard to watch after a while. No, it was uh, five <laughs> years later. They brought me back, actually. Yeah. And I did five, six episodes with the kid. Okay. You know, I said, Oh, with the, with the, the little, the, the young the little mini Jack. Yeah. Gotcha. He, gotcha. Fun. Okay. Well, so, and, you know, and, but as his nanny, and again, yeah. it was very watered down kind of thing. And it was, you just, you just again, wanted more to chew on. Hey, listen, I, you know, I was grateful for that. It was a great show. I, you know, renovated the bathroom. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, some roles, you know, you, you, I, I live for the work. I mean, I'm grateful mm -hmm. for the money. It's really important because this is how I've been making a living for 40 years. Yeah. But, to me, it's not just a paycheck. It's some. I want to say something. Yes. I want to yes. do something with it. But many times, you know, like they'll say, Robert De Niro, why'd you do this movie? Well, the money, you know, I mean. I'm an actor. I got to do something. I'm an actor. You know, I mean, well, yeah, but you only do art. It's like bullshit, you know. We're trying to make <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I want to try to do as much art as possible, but I don't only do art. Let's be yeah, real here. I, mean, I, will, I will put as much artistic energy and effort yeah. into whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah, it is, you know. I have a little bit of background in, in pro wrestling and Ooh. some of the concepts are the, are the same uh, when it comes to, well, this is the booking that you have. This is the job that you need to do. You need to go out and lose to this person or you need to go out and beat this person, oh. even if you don't think it makes a whole lot of sense in reality, quote unquote. Right. So what you do is you take that booking, even if you agree with it or you don't disagree or you disagree with it, and you just do everything you can to make the idea of the writer work. Yes. Yes. You, you do it to good. That's your job. You do. I had a singing teacher in New York many years ago and she said to me, and I said, you know, something about, there was a song. And she said, this is good. It's an opera song. We're going to practice it. And I said, I don't like this song. She said, it's not for you to like, it's for you to do it well. And mm -hmm. I have kept that in my head for my whole life. And that many times when that comes up and I'm like, just do it like beating poor, you know, Peter, the, just mm -hmm. do it well. That's what the audience expects. And that's what you're paid for. Do it. So many times that's that that's in my head. And that's what gets me through something that I'm not, you know, loving. I've heard, or, I've heard actors say um, many times, just do the work. Yes. Just do the work. I'm curious, Kathleen, since you've done, um, you've done soap opera, you've done nighttime television, you've done series. Now, I know that um, General Hospital is you got pretty much one chance and it's boom, 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 boom. Y'all are going. Right. Um, and in nighttime television movies, and it's it's much slower pace. So do you feel like you wish that that the non-soap opera jobs you have go faster? Or do you feel like, you know, in speed throughout the day and how many takes? Or do you feel like you want soap operas to go slower? Or, or they're just separate and you can just do them both? No, I. it's a really good question, Kat. I actually prime time in the evening uh, shows and weekend things um, it, and film. It's it's a luxury. You know, you can do 18 takes and and really hone in just exactly what you want. And, and soaps, you don't get that chance. You just fly through it because it's a factory. Get her done, get her done. So if you ask me, I will always opt for more takes slower pace and also you don't have that sense of 
such a sense of pressure. Yes, there's pressure because every every minute is you know very expensive for production, so you don't want to take too much time. But but the sense of urgency, like get her done, get her done, that get her done. You're like, <gasps> you know, there's a lot of this kind of frazzled. Oh my God, okay, let's get her and get get there and just do it and. And, and you have to make it work. And if you have to be calm, you still have that, oh my God, get it done, but you got to be calm in the scene or, you know, whatever it is. So yes, get there, do it and go home. But because I love the art form, I love getting into the material, working with your scene, you know, the partner you're, you're in with, and the more you work it, the better it becomes. It's like a really good stew, the longer you cook it, you know? So that's, I mean, mm -hmm. that's my thinking, but some people are like, give me one take and I want to go home. You know, it's like, I don't care. I, I'm, I'm a whole different mindset. And again, it's from my background. I, I wasn't born into this. A lot of, a lot of the kids have been, you know, the actors have, this is their first job and they've been doing it for 40 years. And so this is all they know with this tempo. But because I've <laughs> spoiled, you know, the theater, the four <laughs> weeks, six weeks, the two weeks on a primetime show or 10 days, you get to eat the material, think about it, sleep with it, you know, just just churn it over and, and chew it up and think about it and then work with your partner and work on it. And then you get to the set and then they'll try the camera on you. Then they'll turn the camera, it's one camera, they'll turn it around and they'll take four or five takes with you. and. Meanwhile, in a soap opera, you got four cameras. So looking at you, 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 and you, and you, all the four, you know, actors. You got to look at this camera, that line, that one here. Go there, pick up your clothes, go over there. So the there's so much that's that's lost, if you will, in the process as far as bringing great quality acting to the audience. However, having said that, these actors are pros. I mean, they just bring it in two seconds because they have to this is how they're trained this is what they know you do your stuff you move you set the props you bring him here you do this and you're in five minutes you have you know you bring all of that to the to the audience and, and the audience is so great they appreciate everything you know they're just like oh we love this and this and this so if you're you know playing your heart out or if you just do a quick scene honestly i don't think anyone really notices much difference but i do because i'm I'm, I'm the actor who's doing the work and I want to make sure I'm bringing every moment to life. And there are some days that are great and other days I suck in the audience. Oh my God, you were so great. I'm going, wow, they're not discerning, but thank God, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always find that the worst work that I like the least is the work that the audience enjoys the most for some reason. I don't know why that is. Well, I don't either. I don't either. But, you know, it's like... Yeah. Um, uh, but that, 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 that's, that is super. I don't know what else to say about all of that, but that's super. I really appreciate the effort that you give all of us. Um, and I really think that reflects um, in what you're giving back from the show as well. I mean, if it wasn't for the amount of effort that you brought into Lisa Obrecht and, and the bit part that you were supposed to have at the beginning, just being Faison's girlfriend nurse, and to have all of this grow and evolve and change and to be what it is now, where in my opinion, you're one of the most consistent, interesting, compelling characters, and also has one of the, the most consistent performances throughout all of your appearances as well. Thank so it's a lot. I really fantastic. <laughs> Here I'm just gushing all over you. No, I you know, <laughs> you know I, I appreciate it when General Hospital is funny. And Kathleen Gatti, you make General Hospital funny often. I love Thank it. You. I love anytime there's humor and I get to say these lines. Oh, I just I'm so excited because you know the thing is I was thought soaps are just melodramatic. I remember when I was ten and I I stood at my bedroom window making up stories. Oh Harry, don't leave me, but Alice, I must. But Harry, please, <laughs> Alice, I have to go. I make up this bullshit stuff. But it was all dramatic, melodramatic, and and uh, turns out here I am doing it like you know fifty years later. But um, 
it's it's really interesting because I always thought soaps were just always dramatic, like very melodramatic. No, no, don't, I'm going to die, you know, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And here it is with, there's humor interjected. I'm like, wow, I get to bring some of that to this. So that really, I think when I was younger, um, that was my dream was to make people laugh. Mm -hmm. You know, I Lucille Ball and Carol Burnett and Barbie Eden, all these great people that I just, to me, were why wow, you can make people laugh. Life is hard. I was a kid, but life is hard for everyone. And growing up in a family, we had good times, bad times, other families around, people at school, friends. Life is hard. I heard stories about the war and, you know, so, and I'm going, wow, and these people make us laugh and we forget about all that crap for an hour, mm -hmm. half an hour. How awesome is that? So anytime I get to do that, it always takes me back to the moment that I get, I can make somebody laugh for a few minutes and they feel better. Just like, cause I'm that audience, make me laugh, make me, make me happy. Five minutes, 10 minutes, I'm yours, you know, or whatever. Make, make me forget about what I was thinking about 10 minutes before sitting yeah. on this couch and watching you. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm, I think yeah. it's You're awesome. like 37 minutes of escape. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that also just in recent times over the last year and, and, and stuff, I think that GH has done a very good job of presenting a world that is still interesting and compelling, but also unlike the one that we're actually living in right now, giving us a chance to see a hospital environment with drama and all that and not have everybody sick yeah. <laughs> around you or to have all of that <laughs> intensity around all of the hospital stuff still happening in at GH, I think was a really good choice by the show as, as a whole. And I, I, it's, I, I can so. only imagine what it's like for you guys to, to hit the stage and, and just continue to be able to play the same stories and not have to bring this element of reality into it as well. Yeah. And I, you know, it's interesting because a lot of times General Hospital, you know, they deal with AIDS and, and, and now the Huntington's and, and manic depression, bipolar, and, you know, all these different things over the years that people go through in life. And I think it's great. I see on social media, so many people are so grateful. Thank you for talking about this subject because so-and-so is going through it or I am. It's like, it's the value. Again, we represent the, you know, the people out there, real life. So it's also good that COVID is kind of, you know, we're not talking about that. Other shows are, which is great. But this show, there's other things to, to discuss and to bring to the surface and keep that going because these are the stories that will continue in the future. Hopefully, yeah. COVID will go away and one day they can look at it. But right now, that's there's so many other stories. Mm -hmm. and, and they're bringing to life real things that people are... I, I get you know emails all the time or messages on, on, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not good at Instagram. I still haven't conquered that properly. But Twitter is my... I'm pretty good at that and Facebook. But... Um, and people write, it's like, could you please ask the writers to write about this disease or this? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, it's not my job. Unfortunately, that's not, I don't cross that. But, you know, they should write people, whoever are listening and want something represented in the show, they mm -hmm. definitely should contact the show, contact the writers and tell them what they think. We're just actors. We yeah. just can't read, say the lines. <laughs> we don't <laughs> offer opinions. <laughs> like, well, you tell them what story to write? It's like, no. I just, no, no. I'm like, thank you. Okay, this is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a few minutes ago, you mentioned a stew. I know that, um, you know, you made a reference to cookie. I know that um, that is a near and dear to your heart. And Very you do dear. cooking demonstrations on Zoom. And uh, haven't you written a cooking book as well? 
I, I'm in the process of writing a cookbook, but it might take 20 years. I don't know, because that's, that's <laughs> the whole other thing to sit down again. Writing is another talent. I, I mean, that you sit down and write it. But what I love are practicing the recipes for the cookbook. But in my cookbook, there's stories. It's called Recipes of My Life or My Life and Recipes. I'm still mm -hmm. sitting on the name, not sure which way to yeah. go. But first, I have to write the content, then we'll give it a name. But it's basically <laughs> my whole life. I mean, I. My father was the symphony conductor, as I said. My mother was an opera singer, but my father's father was a baker and had like 30 bakeries all over uh, Romania and Hungary. And my great-grandfather also, and my uncle. So I come from a, I was a lineage of bakers and performing artists. <laughs> so that's kind of, I'm a mishmash. You just get to live all of your passions. Oh, they are. Yeah. Again, if you know, if I, we have two people over for dinner, I'll cook for 20. And if 20 come over, there'll be enough food for 200. So right. I, I do love to cook and bake, especially baking. That's kind of my thing. And I was, I do, we do these fantasy, you know, GH fantasy events uh, with Coastal Entertainment in New York. And they send us all over with, you know, a bunch of actors all over the States and all over. It's really fun. We meet the fans in person. It's incredible. Unfortunately, the past year and a half, we haven't been able to because of COVID. So they started mm -hmm. these Zoom events. And it's so great because we get to meet people on Zoom that probably couldn't make it to an event that might cost, I don't know, $1,000, whatever, with airfare and hotel, yeah. the, the events and photos, all that stuff. This way, we're on Zoom. They pay 20 bucks or whatever it is. And we're right there in each other's, you know, live mm -hmm. there in my kitchen. And they came up with this idea for me to do a kitchen show, you know, they said, you love to cook. You want to do a cooking show? I'm like, love to. So I'm doing my fifth one, October 24th, okay. uh, fall comfort food. I just did my last week. I did my fourth one and that was on, um, what did I make? I don't remember. And, and I've done Hungarian, uh, Hungarian feast. That was a summer salad fest. That's right. And I had a story when I was a teenager and I met Prince Andrew and I, nothing happened, but I did, Remember the barbecue? You had the, at the barbecue. They had this great potato salad. So you know stories that actually where the meal comes out of it, the food. And then I've done Hungarian food because my family's from Hungary. My mother was a wonderful cook. So and then my, um, my husband Michael's mother was Lebanese. So I had all her recipes and I made some. You know we had one of the episodes was on that. I had a bakery and a restaurant in Hungary for several years when I lived there from ninety two to ninety eight. And so oh, I have wow. a restaurant, my bakery. So just kind of these stories sort of evolve and and. I talk about them. August 22nd, actually, I'm doing a Zoom event with Ken Schreiner. Hey. I'm not sure when your podcast is going to air, but on August 22nd, we're doing one. And that's through Coastal Entertainment, ghfantasyeventsinc.com, I think. And that's August 22nd. We'll be doing a Zoom event, the two of us talking to fans. And it's been a great way to connect with the fans. Again, it's very intimate, just the way we're talking now. It's, you know, it's like one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. We have much more time, quality time with the fans. Yeah. Events where it's 300 people. You're like, hi, I want a picture. You know, here's an autograph. Goodbye. We mm -hmm. actually chat and talk. And yes, we're not, it's not, you know, we're not in the same room and we can't hug right now. But this way it's, and again, we have people who will never meet because we don't go to those areas or right. they, they can't come or we can't go. It's, it's got to be such a joy for the people that aren't able to get to the regular common co convention areas. You know, people can't get to Atlanta, can't get to Dallas. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It's great. This way we're climbing into people's living rooms. And, yeah. You know, yeah. I love that. I think it's you know, really Ma, uh, Ma and I, we've had tickets for the, for the local uh, Burbank GH con that's been canceled the last two years. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we, we're holding on to those tickets, so we're waiting. We're hoping. Hey, I'm sure it's you know, <laughs> one day, one day, God willing, soon it'll, this will be over and this too shall pass and yeah. we can see you guys again. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're very excited for it. And um, and I don't know, just from a fan perspective, it would just be really neat to see the sets that you guys, <laughs> that you guys use. Um, just in the little bit of college that I did, I did this acting for the camera class. And it was, I feel, the closest thing to a soap opera setup that I've been able to see in person, where they yeah. just had three sets up in the studio next to each other. And they gave you a handful of pages. And they're like, you're going to be on this set today. We're going to film this. Get in there and do it. And I, just anytime I hear stories about what you all go through, through your days of, of arriving all the way to getting this thing recorded, and then you go home. Um, it just reminded me so much of just intense college work um. <laughs> it, it, it seriously is it's guerrilla filmmaking in my humble yeah. opinion <laughs> it's like, yeah and, whether it's like that sounds yeah, to I, be a, a common opinion of, of the people that are on the show as well uh, a number of uh, actors that i've heard in other interviews not with us because you're our first one thank you um <laughs> is is they they find working on on general hospital to be um a, a clinic and acting if you're fresh new like nicholas chavez okay. playing uh, uh new new spencer um i don't know what he's done before uh, but i can already tell in just the short weeks that he's been on set with you guys the growth that he's had as an actor already oh it's incredible training i mean i came to this medium i mean besides that thing i did 89 90 back then on all my children i mean i came into this and it was like whoa pull up your socks girl this is not for the lightweight you're right <laughs> <laughs> it still is. I mean, sometimes I'm like, you know, well, the show will go dark for a couple of weeks and it's not just me, but people who are like, you know, they churn out the, the material day in, day out. And then the show goes dark for a month, you mm -hmm. know, so we're closed for what you come back and you're doing seven episodes a day. And you're like, <laughs> this is not, when you spend two weeks, usually doing one episode. Now you have like yeah. seven episodes in one day, you got right. 150 pages and you're like, holy moly, you know? <laughs> And none of that's in order either, right? Do you do you have a sense of where you might be in this particular story while you're doing it? Um, yeah, there's usually actually it's pretty good. They sh give you they, they shoot in order as much as possible mm -hmm. whenever they can because they're editing at the same time. It's you know you're filming and there's the editors and they're like, okay, let's do the scene. Okay, let's edit it as they go. Okay. Okay, and then they sense. see the time because now the show has to be 37 minutes. Oh, now they have 38 minutes. What do we have to cut? Oh, we only have 35 minutes of material. Okay, add that scene back. Because I'll get cuts. You know, they cut like two pages, three pages. Oh, I'm like, phew, I've just memorized it, but I don't have to say it. Okay, great. Okay, good. And then they're like, <laughs> you know what? Put that put that scene back in. Oh, thank God I learned it. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you never know what they're going to cut out, put in, because it always has to be the exact amount of time right. with the commercials and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of adjusting. So, But sometimes they'll shoot out of, you know, it's like somebody's away or they're, they've been out for whatever reason. And it's like, okay, we got to shoot that scene now but that will mm -hmm. near later so yes. there's a little bit of that but most of it's pretty pretty much in order that does not happen on a prime time or, or a feature film okay that, you know that's because that's where this location that we're going to do the last scene first i mean I'll, I'll give you an example i did a, a feature film called retrace when i when i had my hair cut and dyed dark the thing earlier and we shot in romania and in sweden and my first day was with this guy I had never met before the the male lead and i was the female lead and we were in bed together very first day and it was like three quarters of the film through almost near the end and we have a bed scene and he's groping my boobs and all kinds of stuff james like, cameron stuff you know i'm like <laughs> hi what's your name peter 
I'm Kathleen. How are you? Okay. <laughs> and I one of my acting teachers said the best thing you can do with your scene partner is have some pizza and just talk. Because that way you're building chemistry, you're building mm -hmm. connection, history, you know, something. But here we were just like, okay. <laughs> and here's, here's your pajamas, here's your bed, you climb in. I'm like, OMG. So you, you know, <laughs> just, there's no rhyme or reason. I mean, it's yeah. all out of order. And because we were in Sweden and those scenes have to be shot first because the mm -hmm. budget, the plane, everything, you know, you have to organize the actors, the crew, the flying. So it's a luxury to get things in order to to film in sequence well i guess uh you know you trade some of the time that you have to prep for you know the honor of being able to record something in order i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know either i've never I've never I've never done it i've never been i've never been on the camera oh man it's, maybe someday well, it's intense <laughs> it's intense listen it's something i love but it's always intense and i oh, yeah. and i think it's so exciting and scary and, and and i always think of you know these people that are like woody allen and adele and they always like upchuck they say before mm -hmm. you know performance and woody allen's the same way and and um i remember i read about meredith vera i, I keep her a quote from her she said I, I i won't quote her right now but basically she said if there's no if you're not afraid don't do it you know it's like it gives it's it's like it's it's exciting it's dynamic it panic you know? <laughs> right. I, I <laughs> But some of these actors come in and they're like, yeah, okay, let's do it. You know, they're so chill. I'm like, wow. Mm -hmm. And they have swag. I don't even know what that means. I don't have it. I never had it. You know, so I'm always like envious of these people. They're so cool. They come in, yeah, let's just get this material. Sure, you know, 100 pages. Yeah, let's turn it out. No I'm like, problem. I know. I'm like, I no. ate 100 pages for breakfast this morning. Really? What? Me? I've been like chewing it up for a few days. I'm like sitting in the bedroom in the bath. I'm like, I bring my scripts like, torn, 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 you know, with water stains. And I'm like, okay, now this line I got. Oh my God. Britta, <laughs> Britta, Britta, Britta. How should she? Let's see, let's see what she's gone through the last six months to That's lead up it. to her saying Britta this time. <laughs> It's true. Is she upset? Am I trying to calm her? Am I trying to poke her? Am I trying to jab her? Am I trying to rile her up? Am I trying to comfort? You know, there's just mm -hmm. so many ways to play anything. Yeah. So yeah, it's, no. It's, oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh, it's, you know, it seems to me like Jason should have a tongue lashing coming from Lisa Lobrecht. Oh. Yes. He For hurting your daughter that way. How dare he? I, I, I was afraid so. of two things. Oh. Either one thing was Lisa Lobrecht was just going to eviscerate Jason emotionally. Uh, and two, or I was worried that Lisa Lobrecht was going to decide that while Britta doesn't have the love she wants, Obrecht does not deserve to have love yet either. And I was afraid that this was going to end Obrecht and Scotty. Well, there was some of that in the writing, actually. Yeah. yeah. You know, because it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, you know how families and parents are with the kids. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> like your child is your priority. And it's like, well, not until they're happy, then I can, you know, it's hard to have. But in anything, it doesn't matter, parent, child. I mean, you, you feel you want the other person to be happy. Because yeah. if you're like, oh, I'm so happy or not, I don't care. I mean, you do care. Yeah. Well, from what I pulled from Obrecht during uh, during those scenes when um, Obrecht was uh, going strong with Scotty and uh, Britta was going good with Jason was I saw from Obrecht herself was the genuine joy that she felt that herself and her daughter were finding love at the same time. Yes. And How have one of that completely crumble while the other one is still going very good. I, I can tell the emotional challenge that that brought into Liesl. Yeah, that's tough. And then she turns out she's sick. And it's like, oh no. And then the guy dumps her. It's like, okay, yeah. it must be a so it's so soap opera, right? It is. Like, it is. <laughs> and she's sick. Come on. Give me a break. <laughs> but, but it's this is great stuff to play though. 
yeah as an actress like you know it's so dynamic it's like wow you know the guy dumps her and she's terminally ill it's like oh there's just so much torment and angst and then you try to comfort and you know and then a little bit of humor to kind of offset it so yeah there's a lot of interesting things to yeah well to i mean play. they just they just keep handing you uh just just great stuff they do and, and it's on a new platter every time too so that's great it as is. well it is. I get, I'm waiting for my next platter. It's like, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. What's next? Oh, chief of staff again. Okay. Let's do this. You know what? That was one of the funniest moments. I don't know if you remember back then, but I was in jail opposite Sonny. We mm-hmm. were both in jail. It was Christmas. I'm singing O Tannenbaum, feeling really sorry for myself. <laughs> and I'm in jail. Oh my gosh. I'm just one of the lowest points of Obeck's life. And, and I go to the, I go to the parking lot and I, you know, after work and I get to sing, I'm happy, but it was heavy. And so I take off the blue prison garb and I get changed and I go out to my car and, and Frank Valentini, the executive producer meets me and he's out there too. And he goes, Oh, I'd like to speak to you for a moment. And yes, he said, just so you know, uh, you're, you're, do you want to know what you're coming back, how you're coming back? Cause I didn't know what's next. That was it. You know, yeah. And now we've said nine years, bye-bye. You never know what's next. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're mm-hmm. gone, you're killed, you're dead, your history, chopped meat, whatever. But anyway, he said, uh, you're coming back in January as the chief of staff. Hey. What? <laughs> I mean, I probably laughed for half an hour. I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, from that low point uh-huh. to the chief of staff of General Hospital, that was pretty funny. Hey, if there's anybody that can get, can get arrested Sophie, and sent off, sure. <laughs> if there's anybody that can get arrested and sent off to a European prison and come back stronger, it's Lisa Lobra. Right? I think so. I think <laughs> and I love the character because I wish I were like her. She's unstoppable and nothing phases her. I'm I'm much more sensitive and, you know, <laughs> emotional and sensitive. She's like, nothing stops me. Okay, I'll cry for two seconds, but then I'm back on. So, yeah, she's she's a, ser- a serious, hardcore, you know, survivor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I am not like that. That's, that's serious. I love it. She's such a great example. In good way. <sighs> she I'm is. Good. She is. And I appreciate that you use her as an example. And I appreciate that General Hospital does do their best to create examples for people to watch every single day um, with the the intensity of the melodrama and with the intensity of the world around us, having that escape, having um, modern day fables, so to speak, that'll teach us life lessons and, and, and stuff is, is super important. And I just I guess it's just my wish overall that more fans understood that as part of what General Hospital is, is life lessons in an extreme lens, yeah. <laughs> an unrealistic lens. We don't have toxic balls inside people creating pandemics, you know, <laughs> all kinds of little things like that. So um, worms in your brain, like Tracy. Worms does. in your brain, or we happen to have a prison bus crash at the exact same time somebody's having a baby in the woods, you know. Little yeah, things like details, that. Details, 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 details. But the meaning, yeah. the, the message behind it all is super important. Oh, and so I, I just, I, pre- I just, I, I love it. And I appreciate the fact that you, you were so mindful about it. And you're so, you, you put so much of yourself and your, your thoughts and your wants and your dreams and your needs into the work that you're giving us. And well, that's a gift for that, us. Because it is for you, because you guys value it and it's important. Absolutely. You know, it is, it is for you. I mean, it's for me because this is what I do and I love what I do. And I, this is how I'm trained and this is how I think the materials should be presented, but it's all about you guys. I mean, I think one of the great things with this show, there's so much interaction with the fans on social media, in person, the feedback we get, it's just so uh, energizing and 
and supportive and and positive and even the people say i hate obrecht i'm like great then i'm right. doing my job I want you, you know to. i i i have no there are moments where that. you're supposed to yeah i'm totally good you know and then over the years they're like the same people go well i used to hate you but now i love to hate you and i'm like or i hate to love yeah, you whatever it's like yeah, yeah i'm good with all of it so i to yeah. me it's like we live for that and and the feedback we get from the audience is so important mm -hmm. and it's so strong it's, it's a very um uh, symbiotic what's the word i'm looking for you know this relationship we work together yeah you we feed off of you you feed off of what we give you so it's it's a really great relationship with mm -hmm. the audience and i've worked on a lot of other shows you don't have that yeah. you know there's this distance and you do this once a week primetime show and you you know there's you're sort of like uh, something you're not you're not connected with the fans in the same way yeah and this yeah, is yeah. this is a very very strong relationship with the fans and the fans you guys are you know the fans they they make the show they write to the right we want this story we want that story. Mm -hmm. we want you don't you don't kill off that actor we want that actor back i can't tell you how many actors have been bought back by the fans so you know brought back and bought back and begged back by the fans. like right now uh it was roger howard just switch characters you know um the actor's gonna stay we like the actor actor does well kind of done with franco franco's told his tale franco's gotten to the end of his line what else can we do with franco that's not eliminating everything that we've done good for franco let's just end him let's end the story he's grown he's become a father figure he's become a positive member of society he has found a real life yeah end of character arc let's move on to something else and i appreciate the fact that they've kept roger howarth on the cast while yeah. trying to do something new with a new character i think that that's brilliant and i think that if an audience can accept a new face playing the same character that's i think that we can accept the same face playing a new character Right. That's, that's impressive. I, again, that my heart goes out to all the fans who can do that, who watch the show and, and work with it and say, okay, we buy that. Yeah. Okay. Dr. Clay is now not Silas Clay anymore, but Dr. Finn. Yeah. And now so-and-so and he, and I don't know how many times Michael Easton morphed. He said he was a vampire and all this stuff, I, you know, all kinds of stuff. And so the fact that fans are like, okay, well, you know, you're killing off Roger, but we love him and you bring him back and we're cool. He's somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, that's always mind boggling to me. But I think it's great. I think it's great. I'm not such a kind audience member because I watch yeah. a show and they recast him. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, if we if we can if we can accept Marcus Coloma as Nicholas, I think that we can accept uh, Roger Howarth as Austin. I just don't see them to be two different things, yeah. right. especially in the world of soap operas. When it's on five days a week, you still need to tell these character stories. Right things suck schedules are what they are life is what it is you've got to move on the show must go on show must go on right 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 so i'm just shoot um it sounds like a great job to have it sounds like a reliable job to have and um i i, I don't know i guess as a recurring uh character though it, it must be a little scary every once in a while to be arrested and sent somewhere and not knowing that you're going to wind up being the leader of a wsb department that is brainwashing dante <laughs> you know what i after nine years i mean initially it was i it was just a two-day episode arc that's all the story was now about 450 episodes in after nine years i'm very grateful that i'm there but i don't take it for granted at yeah. any time the character can be written off killed off written up whatever so i try not to i've sort of let go of that well this is you know is it reliable it's the most unreliable career in the world yeah <laughs> The, you know, shows get canceled. Look at the other eight soap operas out of 12 have been canceled. Uh, shows get canceled. Other things come up. 
your character's not important, the audience, whatever. It's so unreliable that you kind of, in this career, it's, it's so, um, what's the word? Um, changeable, you know, mm -hmm. there's just nothing guaranteed. So you just kind of accept part of the reason I love being an actor because I, I, I love the unknown. Yeah. I don't know what my next job is, even if it's on the soap or something. Oh, I get another day. Thank God. Awesome. What's the script? It's a surprise, but I've never taken for granted there. You know, I've done, I've been in this career since I was, well, okay. Let's say 40 years, but a long time. Um, and, and it's always changing and it's never reliable and you never know what's coming. And that's, what's really exciting. And other times that's, what's really scares the crap out of you. Cause you yeah. don't know what's coming. Yeah. So this, it's that constant, <gasps> but as I'm getting older, I'm kind of like trying to, you know what? I go with the wind better today than I did 20 years ago. And it's like, I'm working. I'm so excited. I'm yeah. not working. I'm taking care of myself, looking for other work. I'm doing, I, I do audio books. I narrate mm -hmm. audio books. I go for hikes with my husband. Yeah. I enjoy that. I have a husband. I enjoy that. We have a relationship that's healthy and normal and, you know, and enjoy friends, things that I did when I was younger. It was like work, 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 you know, got to do this, got to do that. And always putting out. And now it's like, it's okay. If I'm yeah. working, I'm grateful. And if I'm not, I'm looking for work, doing an audio book, enjoying my life, cooking, doing my cooking show, writing my cookbook. So there's so many things that, that I've learned to kind of, you know, just, it's okay. I just take life, you know, let go, let God, let, let life take its yeah. course. Well, I appreciate you giving us some of your time today. Thank you. You for know, sitting down and talking to us, you know, yeah. I, it's, it's been a, it's been a fun time for me and an honor definitely to sit down and have a conversation with you. Well, thank you for having me. And if I'm the first soap actor, you know, for yeah. you, from here, it's only uphill. So hey. I hope so. You know, tell your friends <laughs> you uh, what a great time you've had today. <laughs> thank you. I had a great time. You guys awesome. <laughs> it was a really good interview. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, no. I mean, again, thank you so much for, for giving us your time. Is, is there is there any sort of final statement that you want to make to our uh, litany of listeners out there that might be curious about you. I just want to reiterate again that what we said is that without the audience, without the fans, we are nothing. Yeah. You know, it's like you guys keep us alive. You guys keep the show alive. Keep the the, the advertisers happy. The, you know, the the show keeps going. A symbiote. It's a great symbiotic relationship. Yeah. The ticket, my English, you know, so good. You know that we have this relationship with the fans, and and we're grateful, really profoundly grateful for the feedback, the viewers, the watching, the sharing, the storytelling, the podcast, the interviews, all of it. You know, the Zoom things, the, the thing, because it makes it three dimensional. It brings it to life, and it keeps our our story going with you guys. You know, fifty eight years. Here's to another fifty eight. You know, Absolutely. thank you for having me. I'm yeah. just grateful to be here. You guys are awesome, and. Lots of love to you guys and to the fans. Yeah. All right, folks, we're going to get back onto this elevator with Kathleen Gaddy here. We're going to ride it all the way back down to the first floor with Lisa Lobrecht. We're going to go back into our cars. We're going to hit the little boop boop button, turn off that alarm, get in, put on your seatbelt, turn on the radio, do all that stuff before you start driving. And then we're going to go home and spend time with our families. I've been Matt. I've been Kat. And I'm Kathleen. Oh, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll catch you next time right here on the 10th floor. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>